This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Wiley. Welcome to the Barreled Up podcast live on YouTube. Those of you listening on the podcast, make sure to turn automatic downloads on so you get the content as soon as it is uploaded. Those of you watching on YouTube, I want your comments. I want your feelings on what appears to be the Yankees' funeral, the Yankees' demise. I had to go to one of my closest friends, happens to be a Yankees fan. You've seen him many times on the channel Ernie Acosta has been with us for many Thursday night live streams in the past where we did fair or foul. Tonight, Ernie is here. I see there's no Yankee hat on. I think there's probably maybe you're holding it over your heart as again, this is the this is the Yankees funeral. Again, live on YouTube and on the Barreled Up podcast. You can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to click the link, those of you watching on YouTube. YouTube, click the link below. So, Yankees have just been swept. Shut out. Back-to-back games. The offense stinks. The pitching stinks. Though, actually, pitching held up a little bit today. Ernie, I know you want to rant. What is going on in the Bronx? What's going on in the Bronx? Where do I start? (laughs) Uh, Let's start. Actually, let's go way back even before the beginning. Okay. I don't know if you know your, uh, how familiar you are with recent Yankee history, but back in 2009, the Yankees were struggling. They weren't playing their best baseball for the first two, three months. They went down to Atlanta, and Brian Cashman flew in to speak to the team. Mm-hmm. He gave some you know, win-one-for-the-Gipper speech. It turned around the season. They played the best ball for the rest of the year, won the World Series. History is made. Changed the whole progression of the season. Mm-hmm. So now it's almost like it's gone full circle or 180, whatever you want to say, because now we're back in Atlanta and we got absolutely smoked, embarrassed, shown almost what we used to be. Because to me, the Braves are the closest thing to what I've seen from the 98 Yankees. They're complete from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. They've got hitters that can kill you at every spot in the lineup. They've got guys off the bench that could kill you off the lineup. Sean Murphy's got one of the best catchers in baseball. The guy barely plays. He plays half the games. He's supposed to darn no. But – you know, I almost – I hate to say it because I think a lot of Yankees fans right now are almost hate-rooting for the Yankees, even though we're watching every night. We want change to be made. And the problems with the Yankees did not start this offseason. It did not start a few weeks ago, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. 
it has been a steady regression and degradation of this roster since way back in the winter of two. Oh, I'm forgetting the year now. But when they traded for Giancarlo Stanton, that was the beginning of the end to me. They locked in for that mega contract for a guy who had injury struggles his entire career. I know some of them were flukes, but with his body type, he was having a lot of those soft tissue injuries that were starting to scare you, and he was locked in for $300 million. Yep. And that was the beginning of the end. I'm not going to go through every detail of this, but let's fast forward to the past year and look at the past five or so uh, awful decisions of, of Brian Cashman. The trade for Josh Donaldson. They traded for Josh Donaldson, who is aging and expensive. They traded for Frankie Montas, who they knew had a shoulder injury. Oh, He came back off the IL, pitched a couple games, got smoked. They put him back on the IL, and now he's missed this season. Carlos Rodon. I liked Rodon. I didn't like him for this team. Because the Yankees' biggest issue coming into the season was that they needed offense. So what do they do? They go out and sign an expensive pitcher. Makes complete sense. This team said in the offseason, the reason we didn't win against the Astros mm-hmm. is because Andrew Benintendi got hurt, Matt Carpenter got hurt, DJ LeMahieu got hurt. And then they didn't replace any of the guys that they lost. DJ LeMahieu came back as bad as ever. Matt Carpenter is like a 120 hitter now or something. And Andrew Benintendi is not, has proven that he's not nothing special. So they did nothing to replace the guys that they said were the reason why we didn't make a deep run last year. Mm-hmm. Never mind the fact that Aaron Judge had probably historically the best season in American League history. That was the reason they made the playoffs last year. That's the reason why they made it to the ALCS. So if you're going into a season like this year mm-hmm. and you're planning out the season, you have to account for some guys will be better than they were last year. Some guys will be worse. Some mm-hmm. guys get injured. Mm-hmm. You have to look at Aaron Judge and think, obviously no disrespect to him, it would be worse. It's hard to have another 62 home run season unless you're doing steroids, which right. I think he is. So clearly he was going to regress to a 30-40 home run pace, and the Yankees did nothing to replace that production. Nope. And if you saw the team in the second half of last year, you saw that they were starting to regress. The bats weren't what they were before. Mm-hmm. Obviously nobody expected Anthony Rizzo to get a concussion this year, but he's clearly not the guy he was in Chicago. He still can be good, but he's not the same guy. Yep. Stanton is is a corpse. He's not. He's 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 nothing. Nobody fears him. They challenge him all the time. Nobody's afraid of Giancarlo Stanton. He gets a couple of home runs. He had some hard-hit line drives, and I have to see on the flashing scoreboard that he just hit a ball 190 miles an hour, and it's you know it's a double play. Mm-hmm. Labor Torres is nothing like we thought he was going to be. DJ nope. Lemayhu, I don't know. He may be done. I don't know. We have two guys at catcher who combined are barely one baseball player. Harrison Bader, I, I have to, I have to hold it in a little bit because Harrison Bader grew up in the town next door. I know a lot of people in the area that know Harrison Bader. But the Yankees traded Jordan Montgomery for Harrison Bader. Jordan Montgomery is not a guy you're gonna you're not gonna go to war over. But three starters in this league have value. Mm-hmm. Left mm-hmm. three stars in this league have value. They have a whole lot more value than fourth outfielders, which is what Harrison Bader is. He's a really good defensive player. He's hitting under I think 700 OPS now. Mm-hmm. Nothing you're gonna fear in the lineup. His defense is overrated, in my opinion, because most center fielders are really good defensively in baseball right now. Right. Swing and miss, you know, three true outcomes that we have in baseball, home run, strikeout, or walk. To me, defense means less now than ever at any other point in baseball history. So the fact that you're going to trade for a guy just for his defense and give up a three-starter made absolutely no sense. 
And now we see how much the team could use his pitching because Cortez oh, yeah. down, Severino's throwing batting practice, Rodon can't pitch, Domingo Herman we're probably never going to see again because of his issues. Right. So they basically gave away this asset. Fine, you want Trey Montgomery, Trey Montgomery. Get prospects back for him. Get major leaguers that can help your team that are better than Harrison Bader. You can't come out of that with a fourth outfielder. So like I said, it's this has been years and years of a slow degradation of the team. Moves yep. that make no sense. I mean, I haven't even mentioned Joey Gallo. Like, what, whatever sabermetric tells you that Joey Gallo is a good baseball player, like, get rid of the whole sabermetric. Never look at that sabermetric again. He's not a good, he's not even not a good baseball player. He's not a major leaguer. He's not yep. a baseball player. Get I hope, I, I hope a scout was fired over that. Like, like yes. that, that, that person yes. can't be there yes. anymore. I, you, you talk about sabermetrics. We're, we're going to get into the analytics, the, because there is, there are a lot of Yankee fans that are sick of the sort of, we'll call it the strategy that the Yankees have employed. We're going to get that in one second. I do want to get to a super chat from Peb Betts. Thank you, Peb Betts. The mistake the Yankees made is not to do what the Mets did at the trade deadline. Trade what you could for good prospects, even if it meant doing what Steve Cohen did and pay some of the contracts down. Well, that is one interesting element, but when we think about those contracts, the Yankees really only have one that stands out, and you brought it up, the Giancarlo Stanton contract, because they're not going to trade Garrett, they're not trading Garrett Cole, they're not going to trade Aaron Judge. Carlos Rodon, as much of a false start as that has been, I I don't think you're trading him. There's there's really there was no value for him. There was value for Scherzer. Or there was value yeah, for Verlander. There's, yeah, there's no value for Rodon. There's no value for, for 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 Donaldson. So the only player that maybe you could pull that off with would have been Stanton. And even still, I don't know who's chomping at the bit to get John Carlos. Stanton. So Pet Mets. Good call. Yes, the, the Yankees should have done something to maybe improve the future of the team, but they're kind of in a weird spot with this roster. What were you going to say? Yeah, let me just answer what his thought is because I agree with his thought. You're not going to get a major package. This isn't going to be like back in the day when they you know, sold off and they got um, Clint Frazier and Glaber Torres and a couple other prospects. But from what I've you – know, there's rumors on Twitter. Some people have thought that there were a handful of trades that could have been made. Glaber Torres, there were some teams that wanted Glaber Torres. Mm-hmm. There were some teams that wanted Miami. Right. There's some teams that wanted Wandy Peralta. Wandy Peralta is a really good middle reliever. And, you know, sometimes you can get a steal for a middle reliever. Yeah. Um, there was a couple other guys. I'm trying to remember who. Uh, Bader. I heard, There was a team that wanted Bader. And look, you're probably not going to get a lot for him. There are teams smarter than us that are not going to give up a third, three starter for him. But maybe you get a prospect that turns into something. You're mm-hmm. letting Bader go at the end of the year anyway. So why hold on to him? They held on to him because they thought they were going to have a run in them. They didn't have a run in them. And that's something I have to hold against Hal Steinbrenner, against Cashman. They thought this team had a run in them. And I get things changed. Cortez got hurt. Rodon got hurt again. Domingo Herman has issues. But if you look at the offense alone, this team is not making a run. And even if it did make a run, it's getting smoked in the first round. They are not in the class of the right. Astros. They are not in the class of the Braves. They're not in the class of, I mean, a few other teams, but those two are obviously stand out the most. The Dodgers, I would still say. This is not a championship team. This is not an ALCS team. So I get you're not getting a lot for them, but you never know. I mean, you make one trade, you could get one player back. I mean, who knows if you can make the trade that gets you the Jordan Alvarez that the Astros got when they made their trade for him back, you know, 
when no one is paying attention to that deal. Sometimes those deals will change the franchise and organization. Right. So, yeah, I agree with the super chat that they should have sold because right now we have these guys. They Some of the contracts are going to expire and we have no reason to watch this team anymore at all anyway. So what's mm. the difference? Yeah, I think you should have taken what you could get for Glaber Torres because Glaber doesn't fit with the future of this team anyway, unless you park him at first base in a year or two, because Peraz and Volpe, that's supposed to be your middle infield for the next several years. Neither of them are going to be third basemen. So that's your second base shortstop. So, so, and Glaber's not playing third. So, um, Glaber's maybe your first baseman. Trade him. Trade yeah. Glaber Torres at this moment. That should have, that should have happened. And then spin off the bullpen pieces that you could because you can get a prospect for a solid reliever. And the Yankees do have a few of those. And they have a few with some years of control. Um, you could have traded Michael King probably could have gotten you something good in return. Because he's a quality reliever, and you have two more years of control with Michael King. So, and Clay Holmes has another year of control. And what is Clay Holmes going to do? I mean, Clay Holmes is going to implode for you like he did the other day, but that's not the norm for him. I understand that. I'm just poking fun. I'm, I'm poking the dead body here. So, but you have a you you certainly could have turned some pieces into some assets. Do you remember when? And this may be just rubbing salt in the wound. Do you remember the rumors? Luis Castillo for Glaber Torres and the Yankees said no. Yeah, but it was more than Glaber Torres, wasn't was it? Was it was it more than Glaber? They wanted Volpe also. I think they wanted a major yeah. package. A, Gla a Glaber and Volpe. Well, yeah, but again, I go back to my point though, because a lot of Yankee fans still bring up that they should have tra traded for Castillo, made a run last year. Yeah. The issue with this team is hitting. They cannot hit. Right. They get to the postseason, and Aaron Judge is the only guy who can make that can make any contact. Right. The team got swept by the Astros, and it wasn't because they're pitching. Their pitching was fine. The starting one was good. And mm -hmm. give the Yankees and Brian Cashman credit. One thing they can put together is a, is a really good bullpen. The bullpen's at the top of the league almost every year or towards the top. And they just find guys sometimes. Just the guys never heard of. Clay Holmes, they, they, I forgot who they stole him from. But they find relievers. But the issue is not pitching. Like The issue is they need hitters. Yep. And the yep. one they had I mean, there have been plenty of rumors. Brian Reynolds, there was rumors about. Kettle Marte, there was rumors about. Mm -hmm. Now you're not getting those guys. Like, the time to buy low on them is long gone. Right. You know, Freddie Freeman's a free agent. And instead, I think the same contract he got from the Dodgers, we just gave to Carlos Rodon. Like, how much different does Freddie Freeman make this franchise right now? Yeah. It's not even close. Like, there's so many little tricks. Like, uh, you know, my guy, Luis Arise. You could have snuck Luis Arise away. Oh, boy. Twins. How much different would we feel about the Yankees if they had a Luis Arise hitting 380 at the top of the lineup? Mm -hmm. Like, there are small moves to be made. That's why I can't look at any one. But you make small moves here and there, putting together a team. Like, the 98 Yankees was built over several years. It wasn't one offseason. And then they would go on to win 99 and 2000. But this team, like, every move they make just sets them back further and further and further. The young prospects they brought up, the Baby Bombers, all flop except for Aaron Judge. Again, setting the team back further and further and further. Right. So, I mean, the major frustration with the Yankees right now is, uh, well, get to your next point because I've got some a few a few more things to say about. Well, that. no, I'm curious. You bring up some prospects with the, and I kind of want to steer this towards the direction that the team has gone over the last couple of years. The heavy steering heavy into the analytics. Um, do you trust that we haven't seen them make the right decisions with roster moves at the major league level? Any confidence that they have made the right decisions drafting players if that has been the focus with analytics? I mean, where Jason Dominguez keeps sliding backwards, 
on these prospect rankings charts. Um, what do we? What do you think about the? What confidence do you have in the next wave? If all of the decisions were made on analytics, uh, none. I have no confidence. I mean, if you look at the past twenty years, when we talk about hitting prospects, and yes, I'm I'm beating down beating the drum on offense because the Yankees' biggest issue is the offense. But mm-hmm. if you look at the past twenty years, the three guys the Yankees have developed: Robinson Cano, Brett Gardner, Aaron Judge. Three pretty good players, but after 20 years, that's pretty bad. You should have a lot more than three players over 20 years that you've developed. Right. No, I don't trust in, in the Yankees farm system. There's a minor league catcher, and I'm forgetting his name because he never made it to the majors, who played for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And he was tweeting today how the Yankees rely too much on sabermetrics when they're developing their players. Yep. They don't teach them how to be ball players. They teach them how to swing as hard as you can to make contact. I, yep, I saw that there was to make contact. There was even even more to that. There was a game that they were playing where you could only like you couldn't get hits. You could only score with like walks and strikeouts, or, or there was they were they played some kind of game, and it was this weird. It wasn't a baseball game. It was basically a sabermetric game, and as hard as you can, and strikeouts don't hurt if you strike right. out. It's okay, you know, right. you're swinging as hard as you can, and you're seeing that matriculating out to the, to the major leagues because. Say whatever you want. To me, Miguel Andahar showed that he was a player. Guy had 50 doubles and I think 25 home runs a year. Mm-hmm. And then he's basically a borderline major leaguer now. Gary Sanchez showed that he was a, a major leaguer. He's a two-time all-star and then got pushed out from the Yankees because of his pass balls. I think it started to get to him mentally. Yeah. Now he's with the Padres. He's had, one, I think, one pass ball a year. I haven't checked in a week, but last time right. he had one pass ball. What does that tell you about where he was with the Yankees, where he can't catch the ball, to now he's with the Padres, one of the best rotations in baseball, by the way. It's not like they're throwing out a bunch of bums there. They're throwing nasty stuff, and he's catching it. No, I do not believe in this team as far as drafting, as far as analytics, as far as international signings, which really doesn't get talked about enough. Half the top major leaguers in baseball right now are international signings. And the Yankees are towards the top in international signings every year. And where are they? Where are they? Where's our Acuna? Where's our Soto? Where's right. our, um, our Ellie De La Cruz? Yeah, we have Judge, but we spend a ton of money internationally every year. Mm-hmm. And we have nothing to show for it. Luis Severino was the guy we were showing for, but that's falling apart now. He doesn't even look like he belongs in the league. Nope. The one saving grace is that in the offseason, they added Omar Minaya. And say what you want about Omar Minaya as a GM. Omar Minaya throughout his career has known how to identify and develop young talent. Mm-hmm. Now, how much leash does he have? How much authority does he have in the minor leagues? I don't know. But them bringing him, bringing him in at least gave me some hope that they're realizing that maybe the way they're developing guys has not been working out. So... And the problem is it's going to take a while because minor leaguers, you can't change them in a year. It's going to be a few years mm-hmm. of trying to develop them and and all that. But, yeah, going back to, you know, drafting Andrew Brackman off Tommy John, the guy barely made the major leagues. He got a huge uh, signing bonus. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember the name Cito Culver. He was a shortstop they took in the first round when they drafted him. And it was the whole, you know, he's going to replace Jeter thing. Mm-hmm. I remember watching Baseball America, and they said this guy is not even close to a first-rounder. And then Cashman afterwards says, you know, we trust our analytics more than Baseball America. Mm-hmm. Cito Culver came up for like three games in his career and was done. Like he, he never developed into the prospect that the Yankees thought. And he was what Baseball America thought. So this whole 
you know, we know better than everyone else thing that the Yankees have going for them. It worked for a while when it was when they were winning. But right. they're a long way from that now. The Astros show they know how to win. The Braves sure show that they know how to win. The Phillies show more that they know how to win. Like all these teams have passed them. Yeah. And yeah. The Yankees still have this arrogance about them. What do you want to see? What is what is the biggest change you would like to see? Is it the analytics thrown out the window and they just re- you change the philosophy? Is it a managerial change? Is it a general manager change? It, what is the change? If you could, if you could point this team in the right direction, what's the change you want to see happen? I don't think it's fair to fire the manager because I think if you look at this roster, there's nothing he could do with this roster. And he's basically, for lack of a better word, he he gets his marching orders from the front office. And so I can't make him the scapegoat here. They're not firing Brian Cashman. I think we've heard rumors about that already. I think Hal Steinbrenner, um, it would take multiple years of this for him to make that move. I think he's comfortable with Brian Cashman. There's some people who say, like, Cashman's last name might as well be Steinbrenner. Like he's part of the family almost. Like he's been with mm-hmm. them for so long. Mm-hmm. So they're not making that move. There's no one player I could look at that could say that that'll be the change. Um, analytics, I think the number is 28 out of 30 teams use analytics. So I don't think that's going away. But obviously, some teams have better analytics than others. Not everybody's using the same analytics. Not everyone's looking at the same numbers and reading them the same way. Yeah. The biggest thing I would like to see, and it's hard to even quantify this, is when they have their season recap, when they're sitting up there at the podium and it's Cashman and it's Hal, and they, I'm I'm sure Boone will be there even if he's not. Mm-hmm. I want Cashman to at least have some admission that, yes, he's bungled this the last few years. Yeah. Yes, there has to be a change. Yes, I screwed up with Montas. Yes, I screwed up with Donaldson. And I screwed up with Gallo or whoever else. I If these guys are coming back, which I fully believe that they are, I need to know that this team is actually finally realizing what they're doing is not working because the past few years, this gaslighting of everything's fine. It's just, you know, it's just bad luck. We didn't make the world series. It's just bad luck. We didn't make the world series. Yankees fans are tired of it. We don't want to hear anymore about the bad luck and, you know, it's a crapshoot once it gets to the playoffs, you know, or, Hey, we won a hundred games, even though we didn't have a chance in the playoffs. Yankees fans aren't buying it anymore. So at least come out and say, this is we were on this certain direction. We realize it's going badly. We're changing direction. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it what kind of moves that leads to, but I at least need some acknowledgement that the doctor realizes that the patient is really sick. The patient is dead. Patient. For those <laughs> for those of you that are here, we have about 200 people watching live on YouTube. Thank you all for coming in this sort of emergency live stream uh, of the podcast with the Yankees. Really, as every season, teams just have these moments that sort of mark the season. And I feel like for the Yankees, we had one tonight. Being swept by the Atlanta Braves, now below 500 a series with the Red Sox right around the corner. So the Red Sox have an opportunity to bury them even more. This is this was supposed to be. I mean, we were lining up for the Yankees are trying to screw it up. Every team in the American League East finishing above 500. If the Yankees are the one team 
that are not a- along with the rest of the group it would be amazing to me. And again, the Red Sox have an opportunity. Red Sox, the team, the fan base would love to further bury the Yankees for the just the fact of it. But then also, I mean, yeah, I mean, if the Yankees get hot, the Red Sox are right there, one of the teams that they're going to try to catch. So the Red Sox would like to put a little distance. Red Sox don't have a playoff spot right now, but they would certainly like one, and they need to keep the Yankees behind them to increase the odds of that. Uh, This Yankees team, you know, we talked about it at the beginning. We talked about the roster. There's nobody to fear in this lineup. And we were talking about analytics analytics a minute ago. Is that why we are here or is this because Hal doesn't want to spend money because I'm looking at the roster right now I'm looking at the lineup that we had today there should never have been a a world where in the same lineup Billy McKinney Kyle Higashioka Isaiah Kiner-Falefa Jake Bowers were out that's half the lineup for the New York Yankees are we here because they look good with the analytics, or are we here because Hal doesn't want to spend the money? Because when you look at the injured list for the Yankees, it's it's only Rizzo. Rizzo's the only guy they're missing. They don't give they don't they don't give a rip about Donaldson. Uh, Trevino is is a nice player. How do we get here? Is this an analytic driven thing, or is this Hal not wanting to spend money? I can't even say it's not about spending money because even though Donaldson is uh, is is not a player anymore. He's getting $25 million this year. They traded for a guy to pay him 20 or it's 20 and then they're going to buy him out for 5 million next year or something like that. They're paying him $50 million for two years. They gave Rodon that $160 million contract. They gave judge the 280. EJ LeMay, who I think is getting 16 a year. Rizzo got, I think Rizzo's getting something like 10. The Yankees are still towards the top as far as spending in baseball. Yes, they are just misspending the money. Mm -hmm. And, Spending is fine, but you cannot win a World Series in just free agency. You need a young crop. You need a young core. You need a farm system that can replenish. And the fact that the Yankees right now don't have a farm system or a core to bring up to replace these guys, and then we have to turn to guys like Billy McKinney, the Frenchie Corderos, the Bowers of the world, the Trevinos, the Higashiokas. Like that to me isn't a failure of spending. It's a failure of the farm system developing players to replace these guys yeah. that are going down or even just pushing them out. Like we should have a young guy who could push out a Josh Johnson. They could push out an Anthony Rizzo and they have nobody. Like the, the only prospect that they brought up this year, obviously Peraza and, and but, um, but Volpe was the only major prospect that they brought up. They've got no one else that's really coming anytime soon. Why haven't they called up Everson Pereira? Yeah, I don't know. Is he on the forty man? I remember there's one guy that was looking up today that they said it was not on the forty man that they just they had nobody that they felt like they could drop to bring him up. So I didn't check to see if it was <laughs> they more. don't have anybody they could drop to bring him up. Yeah, Billy McKinney, see there's, ya. There's a million guys they could drop, but you, I remember there was one guy I was listening to earlier about uh, that he wasn't on the forty man. It might have been him. The Yankees have spent a bunch on the international and the DR and Venezuela the mm-hmm. past few years. They've got a couple guys that were. You know, when when your team falls out of it, you start going through the farm system a lot more to see where the hope is coming from. Yeah. And I was going back through the years of all the past uh, international signings. And there was two years, I think it was 20 and 21, where, you know, the headline was the Yankees get their guy. And so-and-so signs for $4 million, So-and-so signs with the Yankees for $5 million. Meanwhile, Ellie Del Cruz signed for like $3,000, I think. 
But either way, the Yankees yeah. signed their top guys. Not named Dominguez. It was two other guys. I'm forgetting the names now. And they're not close for some reason. And now I'm hearing about Dominguez. Well, he's you know he's still young. He's still young. Why are these other teams bringing up their young guys? We see other young guys being brought up at 20, 21, 22. Mm-hmm. Dominguez, we got to wait another another two, three years now. Yeah, D- Dominguez should be up next year. I can. I don't you, know. I, don't I know. can be. Well, I know they may not, but you can you can convince me as to why Dominguez is not up right now. He's striking out a ton at the Double A level. He's not really lighting the world on fire down there. So, so I, I get that. But Pereira's at AAA now. Pereira's got 30-plus games at AAA, and he's holding his own. There's no reason why you would not bring him up at this point other than you're just being foolish and, and, and making another bad decision. This, this is a Yankee team that you're right. I mean, if you missed on a wave of guys, you don't have you – know, that, that's what you would expect. You would expect to have another wave of prospects ready to go. They obviously don't have that. They're relying on a lot of guys. But you're right. We saw it with the Mets. We have seen it with a lot of the shortstops that were signed. We've seen it with the Padres. We have seen it. It, it is glaring. This past offseason, if you spent a ton of money, you went out there and got the top free agents, you're not doing so well. You have to have the systems in place. Look at how Cincinnati, look at Baltimore, division rival. Look at how we're seeing those teams sort of take the next steps and they're doing it because they're calling up their prospects. The Orioles have an abundance of prospects um, and they're one of the favorites in the American league East or in the American league and at this with, point with a young Jackson holiday hitting like 380 in the minor leagues. Yep. Who's ready Daring to hold up next year. Yep. But yeah. I mean, like we just talked about Dominguez, how he's struggling. Volpe was supposed to be called up last year. The whole talk of last spring training was Volpe was going to start 2021 in the uh, 2022 in the major leagues. Yeah. And he wasted the whole year. Now he's up this year. And I mean, he's had a lot of power, but he doesn't look like he's ready. Are you worried about Volpe? Um, Is a little bit of you worried about Volpe? Because look, I, I understand we have late bloomers. We have rookie struggles. We go through that stuff, but it's been an entire year of Volpe seemingly struggling like he'll have a couple of games where he'll get hot maybe hit a home run maybe have a clutch hit but for the majority of the season the full body of work it's not been that great for Anthony Volpe are you a little worried I am not expecting him to be the star that maybe they were saying that he was and if Mm -hmm. he is great I'll take that yeah he's at least shown enough that he's a major leaguer that he's a competent shortstop every day that he has enough power and speed that's going to keep him in the league but I mean, is he a building block for the future that we're gonna that we're gonna uh, uh, build around and 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 feature for the organization? I don't see it right now, and it could come up still. Yeah. But again, like you need more guys around him, and you know that's part of the problem also with the Yankees is because they're so limited everywhere else. Now mm-hmm. all the eyes are on Volpe, where he can't just develop on his own. Right. Like, you mentioned a few teams, like how about the Astros? Like the Astros lost Carlos Correa. They lost George Springer, and they just brought up other guys that replaced them, that filled in for them. They lost right. the lender. I know they came back, but they had pitchers that were filling the gap until he they brought him back. Like, it's – again, I have to look at the, the the development in the farm system. And like you said, the shortstops – this crop of shortstops last year were all busts. So I can't even yep. blame the Yankees for not signing any of them. Right. And you take big risks with stuff like that. Like, you want your team built like the Braves. You want them when they spend to spend on their own guys. Because even if it fails, 
you at least say this is my guy. You're not bringing in uh, free agents and mercenaries. You want to be able to give that money, in the Yankees' case, to an Aaron Judge. You want to give it to hopefully one day an Anthony Volpe. You hope to give it to Glaber. It's not going to happen now. But, yeah, I, I, I can't criticize him for spending. I can't criticize him for um, not signing one of the shortstops. But I do criticize him for signing Carlos Rodon. I criticize him for not being more creative in the trades. We see other teams make yep. trades that, that better this, their team. This team seems to only go backwards with their trades. You could have traded, you know, talking about maybe you have to eat some salary. Mm-hmm. But I think you're at a point where you have to try to get – you, I think IKF should have been traded. I think if you could have found a partner, a trade partner for DJ LeMahieu, I think you should have done that. I, I feel like this team needs to find a way to get Oswald Peraza at bats. It, it, it's time. He's down at AAA. He's back and forth. He's doing. He's not killing it at AAA, but he's showing the ability to get on base. His on base is about 100 points higher than his batting average at AAA. So, you know, okay. Uh, you know, he... Again, he's not hitting 300, but he's getting on base at about a 350 clip. So they they have to find they have to find a way. Let's do some fair or foul here, and this is maybe not what you personally think should happen, but let's get into what you think will happen. Will the Yankees? Okay, fair or foul? The Yankees will make the playoffs. Oh, foul. That is a Sorry. big foul. I mean, the Yankees, like you said, they're under 500 right now. They haven't been under 500 uh, or ended the season under 500 in 30 years. It was the second longest streak in baseball, and it looks like it's going to end this year. So, no, they're, they're most likely going to be under 500, and they're not going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. When, you know, more teams that make the playoffs now than ever before. Which is remarkable. Considering that, um, I want to take the Yankee schedule real quick, and then we'll get. We have a couple more fair foul questions. You've got Boston. I mean, <laughs> I hate to say it, but one out of three, uh, maybe two out of three if you're lucky. Maybe you can come out of that Boston series back at 500. Then you got Washington. There should be a couple wins in there. Washington's tough, but they're not that bad. Then there's a a beast of a road schedule Mm -hmm. at Tampa. Those four games at Detroit, I think best case scenario, they split that. And then they're at Houston and that could be a sweep. So this schedule is not the worst because again, you got games against Detroit, a lot of games against Detroit. You got seven games against the Tigers. You've got three games against Pittsburgh. You got three games to close out the season at Kansas City. So there will be every opportunity there to finish above five or get back to 500. But then there's a lot of Boston, a lot of Houston, a more um, more Tampa Bay than you want, and a bunch of games against the Blue Jays. So they're in an interesting spot. Another fair foul. Fair foul. Aaron Boone is the manager next year. You know, up until two days ago, I would have said fair that he is. But yesterday, Aaron Judge basically saying like the team is, I forget what the quote was, but how they're they're not competing. I forget what it was, but it was something about their effort level. And that's, people are going to spin that as anti-Aaron Boone. Mm -hmm. Bad look for the manager. And look, Judge may have misspoke. He may have just, you know, sometimes 
you put these guys in situations and like, what do you want Aaron Judge to say? The team stinks. Like, that's, right. that's why they're losing. Right. But the words he said did not help out Aaron Boone. Right. So he, he said the, the quote was, we're not showing up. Yeah. Yeah. And you can spin that different ways. I mean, yeah. I can spin that as they're not showing up because, you know, they're, they're a bunch of dead bodies. They're corpses. They can't show up. They're incapable of showing up. Right. But um, other people who are anti-Boone will spin that as they're not showing up for the manager. You know, so, and of course, some people will say, you know, if he was a better manager, they'd be fighting for him. They'd play for him. They're not that good. They can't, they can't play better. They're incapable of playing better. If it was just that easy, then other guys yeah. would be doing it. It's not that yeah. easy. The reason why the Braves are so good is because they have 10 great hitters on their lineup. So mm-hmm. I'm leaning right now, foul that he won't be back as a manager next year. Yeah, that would be that would be something. Um, I want to remind everybody, those watching live on YouTube, to hit that like and subscribe if you have not yet. And those also watching on YouTube, there is a link in the chat for you to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, those of you listening on YouTube and those of you listening on the podcast. Thank you for finding us and make sure to rate and review. I do have... I do have one thought on the Boone element. What is, if Boone's out, is there a better guy? That's the only thing about the whole Aaron Boone situation. If you're going to let him go, who do you replace him with? And you don't have to give me names now. I'm not trying to give you, send your mind racing. But I've thought about it. I don't think there's anybody really out there that the Yankees could go and get. Things could change between now and then. One last fair well, yeah, foul. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. That real quick. Um, I mean, I didn't think Aaron Boone was the guy when they hired him back, you know, whatever years ago. Or True. After, True. After they fired Girardi. To me, Girardi was the guy. Just taking them to game seven of the ALCS. Mm-hmm. And they plucked the guy out of the ESPN booth that had not managed before. Right. So, I mean, who's the guy? Like, they'll find some random person somewhere else that, you know, mm-hmm. Boone finds some kinship with. I mean, what, did anybody think that Sean Casey was the answer at hitting coach when they hired him at the All-Star break? Right. They're another guy they plucked Ooh, out. You know. And all due respect to Sean Casey, I, you know, he's a good guy, but, like, the hitting coach is not the problem. The problem was yeah. the roster. So they plucked him out of the booth. And Would you do? Would, would you be interested in Mark DeRosa? If I had a Mark DeRosa to sell you, would you buy one? Sure. Yeah, DeRosa. I mean, they're going to want someone who's analytical. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if they change the, change the analytics, they're going to want someone who's analytical. Yeah. So a DeRosa, you know, some people still throw out David Cohn. You know, I think um, who's the other ESPN broadcaster that interviewed for a job? Uh, Eduardo Perez, I think, was interviewed Eduardo for Perez jobs, wasn't he? Interviewed for jobs. So, I mean, do they go the broadcaster out again? I don't know. They'll probably find some guy in the minor leagues that we've never heard of. You know, yeah. the next uh, Blake, who's now the pitching coach. Like, no one heard of Blake before when they hired him as a pitching coach. Right, so they'll find some random and convince us that he's, you know, the answer to, the, to all our problems. Yeah. Um, last fair foul. I think you answered it earlier, but uh, again, for those who maybe were not watching earlier, fair or foul. Brian Cashman is the general manager on November first. In a couple of weeks, the uh, the Yankee fans are organizing a fire Brian Cashman um, paper bag night at the stadium. So right. that's where we've come to. The Yankees, the once proud organization of the New York Yankees. Oh, my God. Doing paper bags over the heads in, uh, to protest the reign of Brian Cashman. I never thought we'd get to this point. Even still, I do not think that they will fire Brian Cashman. 
He's a part of the Yankees fabric, mm-hmm. like it or not. I mean, for all intents and purposes, he is the Yankees right now. He is he is the the senior vice president, and I don't think the Steinbrenners would ever part ways with him. So for better or worse, and honestly, I'm not sure I would fire him as much as I've hated all his moves and his decisions. You asked me who would be the guy if they fired Boone. I don't know who would be the guy if they fired Brian Cashman. So unless they were able to go out and somehow uh, finagle Theo Epstein, right? I just don't see another answer. And as bad as things are right now, the Yankees, it could be worse. It could be yeah. a lot worse. So yeah. I'm very could be the Mets. With could the, be the Mets. It could be the Mets. And so I'm very frustrated with the Yankees. I just want them to acknowledge that a lot of mistakes have been made, and they're going in a different direction. And so yeah, I'm going fair that Brian Cashman's back as a GM. Yeah, I think uh, I think he'll be back. I think I think that Yankee fans may not get what they want from a uh, leadership group. I think Boone's pro- I think Boone's probably back. I think Cashman's probably back. I think Boone gets another shot. I think they try to revamp the roster. Boone gets another shot, and if Boone's not getting it done next year, if the Yankees aren't getting it done next year, then he's maybe a midseason. Uh, you know, acts, but um, you know, yeah. And the Yankees for a long time, again, something they took pride in was that they did not fire guys halfway through a year. That was something right. they always um, answered whenever questions are brought up. Are you firing this guy? Oh, we don't fire him midseason. Right. Well, this year they did. They fired their hitting coach at the All Star break, so the seal's been broken there. Yep. So now the precedent's been set that yeah, they may fire someone in the middle of next year. So we'll see. It's we will see. Well, I wish you the best, and I do. Yeah, pre- you're a Blue Jays fan. <laughs> That's true. Keep just keep keep circling the drain if you could. That'd be that would be great. Hey, um, I've seen five championships. I, I could suffer for a few more years. Yes, you guys have. You guys have a a, a large lead on us there. Um, Ernie, I do appreciate you coming on and joining to talk about the Yankees as they go through this this sort of uh, landmark moment in the season falling below 500 on august 16th i know it's not easy but i do appreciate you coming in again those of you watching on youtube make sure to hit that like and subscribe to the podcast there is a link in the live chat there is a link in the description below uh those of you listening to the podcast this is where we will leave you and to those of you on youtube this is where we're going to leave you as well thank you all for coming in ernie thank you for coming in and joining us and talking about some yankees baseball tonight again see what the Yankees do from here. Guys, thank you for coming in. Those listening on the podcast, make sure to turn on those automatic downloads so you get the content as soon as it is available. Guys, enjoy the rest of your evening or day or morning, whatever time you're listening or watching this, and we'll catch you next time. (laughs) 